0: You find an old computer by a dumpster. Turning it on, you find it contains a mysterious video file. Would you watch it? The protagonist of tonight's story is faced with just that. Welcome to Forgotten Tales, where we take a look back at old urban legends and creepypastas at risk of being forgotten in the recesses of the subconscious mind. I'm Clancypasta, and tonight we're going to be reading barbie.avi, and then talking about it. If you enjoy, I'd really appreciate it if you would give the video a like, subscribe, and comment down below on any other old classic urban legend or creepypasta you'd like me to take a look at in this series. And if you'd like to hear the uncensored version of this episode, you can go to patreon.com slash clancypasta. Now, without further ado, Here is, the classic, Barbie.AVI. Hello. This thing happened to me a few months ago. I just need to share it with somebody. It all started at my friend's party. He's an artist who rented out a loft in the industrial part of town. If you can picture what a place like Detroit looks like in the 1920s, that's what this area looks like. A bunch of old turn-of-the-century factories crammed into ten blocks. Most of them are abandoned. So I partied a little too hard that night and decided to crash on a couch at the loft, I woke up at around 4am. The sun wasn't out yet, but you could still make things out in the dim blue light. I went to the bathroom, carefully tiptoeing around the people that were passed out on the floor. As I was taking a piss, I tiptoed to look out the bathroom window, and I saw the panorama of deserted urban decay. I remembered how much I liked places like this. It was so dark and devoid of life and, strangely, serene. So I went back to the couch and tried to fall asleep. After 45 minutes of staring at the ceiling, I decided I didn't want to be there any longer, so I swallowed my pride and decided to wake my girlfriend up to beg her for a ride, since walking around the vacant streets at this time was not an option, being an awesome girlfriend She was totally cool with it, and told me she would be there in about a half hour, and that she would give me a call when she was outside. My phone died ten minutes later, so I decided I would sit by the window and watch for her car. I sat there for a while, and my eyes started getting heavy, and I began to doze off. A crashing noise outside woke me up. It wasn't loud, but just enough to snap me into reality. I looked out the window and scanned the area, but didn't see anything. Across the street from the loft near a mountain of garbage bags and one of those enormous dumpsters, I see a computer and a monitor smashed against the floor that hadn't been there before. When my girlfriend arrived, I went downstairs and greeted her. Just as I was about to get in the car, I remembered a friend of mine who had blown out his power supply. So I decided to walk over to the dumpster and see what I could salvage. The monitor was worthless, but the tower seemed to have suffered almost no damage. So, I put it in the trunk and we drove off. About a week had passed and I had completely forgotten about the tower until my girlfriend called to let me know that it was still in the trunk and that she wanted it out. That night, I brought it home. Before I took it apart, I decided to hook it up to my monitor to see if it still ran. And to my surprise, it did. It ran Windows XP and it looked like it had been wiped clean. I decided to do searches for words like... Tits and... In hopes of finding some secret stash full of weird deviant... The previous owner had forgotten about. Morbid curiosity, I guess. Search came up nothing. Searched for picture files. Nothing. Then I searched for movies and one file came up. It was a .avi inside a folder titled Barbie, hidden in the Windows System 32 directory. So? I played it. Now this is where it gets disturbing. The movie was about an hour long, and was made up of what seemed like raw, exported footage. The footage was of this woman sitting on a chair and talking against a white backdrop. I skipped through most of the movie, and it was all the same continuous shot. Then I decided to sit through the footage to find out what she was talking about. Fifteen seconds into the footage, the audio goes completely bad, and her voice is drowned in harsh static background noise. I couldn't make out a thing. So I imported the footage into Final Cut and tried to mess with the levels to isolate her voice. It helped a little, but I still couldn't hear what she was saying. I was intrigued now, and I began to really pay attention to her face and body language. It seems that she's being asked some kind of questions, because she stops at times to listen and then continues talking. About 15 minutes into the footage, her face begins to redden and contort, as if the questions are bothering her, but she continues to answer them anyway. Shortly after, she begins to cry. She sobs hysterically for the duration of the film. One of the few words I could lip-read was, skim. She repeats this word many times throughout the footage, and at one point she even pulls at the skin from her arm and mouths the word. She seems to be unhappy with her skin. There is uh, much more I have to get off my chest, but it is getting late and I can't go on. I will share the rest tomorrow. God save my soul. It kept on building and building, and about 40 minutes in, she's crying so hard she can barely look at the camera. She stops talking at this point, and the rest of the footage is just her crying with her head down. Oddly enough, she doesn't get up or move. The screen just fades to black. I was fucking dumbfounded. I played the whole thing through many times that night, trying to find inflections and nuances in her movement that would reveal anything else about what was going on. I felt so dissatisfied. I wanted to know more. That's when I noticed that there was about ten more minutes left on the timeline after the screen went black, and about two minutes in. There was more footage the footage was extremely shaky almost unwatchable and depicted a pair of legs walking along train tracks my guess is that the camera was accidentally left on as it was being carried somewhere the person in this footage walks along the train tracks for about six minutes and then turns into the forest and walks over what looked like foliage flattened by a piece of plywood. The person continues on this makeshift plywood road until the movie clip ends. Now, my heart started beating with excitement, because there were train tracks a few miles away that looked very similar to the one in the video. I had... To check this out I called up my friend Ezra he's 6'4 250 pounds of mostly muscle I convinced him to go on a little adventure with me I'm no pushover myself but I felt if I was to go wandering in the woods looking for god knows what extra muscle couldn't hurt The whole idea of investigating this video had me so excited I couldn't sleep. The next morning, on a sunny Saturday, I took my flashlight, my camera, and my seven-inch kabar with a matte black finish and serrated edge, and went to pick up Ezra. When I got to his house, he wasn't even awake. When I woke him he pretty much told me to off i was already packed and i had mentally prepared myself to do this so i decided to go through with it without him i parked my car at the train station took my stuff and hopped onto the tracks After walking for about two hours, I saw a broken piece of plywood and my knees almost buckled with excitement. I searched the nearby foliage and there it was, a little plywood trail leading into the forest. I walked slowly along the trail, paying close attention to everything. I would stop occasionally, kneel down, and listened for anything or anyone. But it was so quiet. This was one of the most nerve-wracking things I've ever done. I didn't know what to expect at the end of this trail. The dense tree line gave way into a little island of grassy field, and then I saw it, a house being consumed by the forest. From the looks of it, no one had lived there for 20, maybe 30 years. I got my camera and snapped a few pics. A few yards away from the house was a tool shed made of rusty sheet metal. I just sat there among the trees for a while, absorbing everything. I didn't want to go into the open field. I had this bad feeling that something would see me. It took me a while to muster the courage to go up to the house. The door was partly open. I pushed it in with the flashlight and was relieved that the inside was actually very well lit. I put my flashlight away, got my camera and took a few more picks. There was no furniture. The floor was riddled with bricks and wood and rubble, and some of the walls had huge holes in them. When I went in further to explore, I saw some things that I didn't pay much mind to in that moment, but now that I think about them in hindsight, they greatly disturb me the first thing that seemed a little odd was that one of the doors in the first room that I presumed led to the basement seemed a little too new to be in this house it was also the only door in the house that was locked also when I made my way up to the second floor I saw some chairs and a fold-up table that also seemed a little too new to be there. But what disturbed me the most, for some reason, was the bathroom. The dust on the mirror had been wiped away, and in the bathtub I saw a clear plastic tarp that still had water droplets on it from, when I presume it was washed clean. That's when I heard something moan really loud, and that's when I jumped the f*** out of the second story window and ran back to the tracks. Halfway there, I realized the moaning was most likely a water pipe expanding or contracting. In that little moment of relief, Gave into the horror which I felt when I wondered why the water would be running on an abandoned house in the middle of the woods. It's uh, been a little more than two months since this happened. And I haven't gone back there. Nor do I plan to. Oh man. You know, I absolutely love that story. Uh, Again, that was barbie.avi written anonymously. No one knows who wrote it. You know, this story in my mind is pretty close to perfect. It has a believable setup and kind of a plain setup, really. You know, a guy is just he's out it uh, doesn't matter why, but he was partying. He's always gonna get picked up, and he notices a computer by the dumpster. Lots of people go dumpster diving. Lots of people, if they see a uh, an old computer in a dumpster, they're gonna snatch that, and they're gonna see if they can harvest anything from it to make use of it. And you know, it would be tempting for the author of the story to make the the video really outlandish, really gory overtly disturbing in a uh, conventional, I don't want to say jump scare way, because you can't really do jump scares in a story. But, you know, that kind of thing, where it's, it's really meant to just shock you. But there's really none of that in this story whatsoever, to my mind. There's nothing in this story that is meant to just get a cheap scare. It's all about building up the mystery of what does any of this even mean, really? So there's a video of a girl who seems to be in distress that keeps talking about her skin. Okay, that's pretty weird. And then there's a little hint of, well, maybe it's, it's related to something nearby. Maybe it's related to these train tracks nearby. The author goes there, follows the tracks and essentially finds nothing in the sense that, you know, he, he doesn't find the girl, he doesn't find the, you know, any, he, he doesn't mention anyways finding the exact room that he saw in the video, but yet he finds things that are just bizarre enough to absolutely freak him out, which I think is quite relatable, but it's, it's, it's so much more realistic. Than a lot of these uh creepy pastas are now, uh whenever I'm going through these stories i I'm always asking, okay what what happened here <laughs> what What's actually going on in this story? well i I think it's possible that the author had in mind that the basement, the that new door that he mentioned that was actually locked on the inside that he presumed to go to the basement. I think we can infer that perhaps the video was filmed in that basement. Now, for what purpose? I I, I, I don't even know. Could that girl still actually be down there? In in the universe of the story, I, I think that's plausible. I guess at this point, it, it kind of, it kind of would imply that she is the victim of some kind of kidnapping thing, which uh, would be quite horrible. But the details we get are so scant, it just, it, it lets the mind run with it, really. I, because, I mean, okay, a girl, she's in distress, she keeps talking about her skin, but we don't know why. What, what does that, <laughs> what does that even mean? It's pretty hard to say. I mean, I guess what comes to mind right now is, uh, you know, the, the silence of the lambs, uh, it puts the lotion on its skin thing, you know, I, I don't know if there's a connection there, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's disturbing. There's a video or maybe series of videos that after, um, this story was published, started circulating on YouTube and online, called Barbie.AVI, in which a girl is talking to the camera um, with static in the background. Now, there are people on YouTube who have made great video essays doing deep dives into uh, the video files uploaded on YouTube. It's been quite a while since I've watched those video essays, but the gist of it to my recollection was that uh you know these aren't the actual videos being referred to in the story, and there are you know just a few inconsistencies, one of which I don't think the girl in the videos uh uploaded to youtube are were particularly seeming in distress uh at least you know not in the way described in the story uh also the girl in the video uh is an amputee, which you would think uh would be mentioned in the story if that was uh If that was a part of it. You know, this is probably the 40th, 50th, God knows, time I've read this story. And uh, every time when I'm done reading it, I, I just, I'm faced with asking myself, what does it mean? What does this really mean? It really ends in the perfect way with that line that reads, it's been a little more than two months since this happened, and I haven't gone back there, nor do I plan to. It takes you on the ride, and then it ends it leaving you wanting more, which I think is, is the mark of a good story. Now, I, I I know there are some people out there who, uh, in fact, I get comments like this every once in a while, <laughs> you know, who really deeply want a story that's like, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Act 1, things are set up. Act 2, things happen. Act 3, everything is resolved. Everything is resolved. Some people want. And, you know, I mean, some stories are like that. You know, some stories in real life are like that. But some stories in real life are not like that. There's not always a a happy little tying together of every knot uh, in real life. And nor would you want there to be all the time. Which I think is why this story is so classic, but potentially also a little polarizing. Because if, if you are the kind of person who just wants the explanation, like they're basically reading it to get to the explanation so that their brain can uh, diffuse a little and uh, they can go about their day. Uh, yeah, people like that are, are, are going to hate this story. Hate this story. But yet that very same attribute is precisely why so many people adore this story and uh, really have fallen in love with it. And uh, I I most definitely fall into that camp. Uh, I'm absolutely in love with it. You know, to speculate just for another couple seconds as to the meaning of the story, the fact that there was a tarp that was... uh, Seemingly recently washed in the bathtub in the second story restroom, and the mirror had the dust scrubbed from it. Obviously, that's, that's saying someone was up there doing something. And, you know, perhaps implying that someone was killed. You know, oftentimes in movies when someone's gonna murder someone, like an American psycho in that classic uh, Huey Lewis in the News scene. Uh, he puts down the tarp, or well, maybe it was a newspaper, might have been a newspaper, uh, before he, uh, you know, does what he's gonna do to that guy. So, it's conceivable that someone was murdered there, in the basement, and, uh, they were cleaning up upstairs. Uh, would the victim have been Barbie? Well, you know, I... Your guess is as good as mine, probably. <laughs> I mean, if I had to guess that, uh, that seems quite plausible. I I really wish I knew who the author of this story was, um, because it's- it's so incredible. It's- it's one of my all-time favorite stories. So, whoever you are, if, uh, <laughs> oh my, and, and the one in a million chance you'd be listening to this over a decade after you posted it anonymously online. Uh, kudos to you, man. Or woman. Like, kudos to you. Uh, this is incredible. Now, uh, on to the rating of the story. Now, the reason I read this story to begin with is someone commented uh, on my last Forgotten Tales episode, asking me because uh, you know basically every every story uh, in this series that I've gone over so far, I've given a three out of five bones, uh, which you know this yeah kind of silly, I guess. And they asked if I have, uh, if there are any stories, I would give five out of five. And I didn't even have to think for a second. It was immediate. My my brain immediately went to Barbie.AVI. I, for a time, was kind of obsessed with this story. Um, You know, when I was a, a teenager and I read this story for the first time, like, oh my goodness, probably like a decade ago, I thought it was real. Because I thought, like, all of these stories were real. And I just obsessed over it, obsessed over wondering what happened in this house. What, you know, if the audio was cleaned up, what the contents of the video file would actually reveal. And fantasizing about, man, what if I went on an adventure? What if I found the train tracks that led to the plywood path leading into the mystery house? so you want to know what what story i'd give five out of five bones i would give this story five out of five bones uh i think this one is just incredible it doesn't try too hard it doesn't go crazy with with like you know the gore or anything really it's uh just an incredible tale that really doesn't baby the audience you know it doesn't baby the reader it doesn't uh, tell the reader, ooh, big, scary, spooky blood spurting out the wall. Now's the time to scream. You know, it doesn't say that. It, it, it tells you the story. You are with the author. You are in the author's mind. And that's it. End of the story. So I, I really love this story. Let me know what you think of this story. And also just what your interpretation of this story is. Because it's, it's so weird. It's a really, really weird story. I think, I think you could probably speculate forever on this and never get to a, ah, oh, yes, case closed, we figured it all out now type of thing. So seriously, k- kudos to, uh, to, the, to the mystery anonymous person who posted this mysteriously online however long ago. You did great. Now, uh, I need to give a huge, huge, huge thanks to all of my Patreon supporters on Patreon. Uh, my $2 and up supporters should be scrolling on screen right now. And I need to give a verbal thanks to all of my $5 and up supporters. Uh, so if if you would like to get a verbal thanks in a video once a month, uh, as well as get your uh, thanks on screen, as well as get access to whatever uh, uncensored stories and videos I upload an audio version of them on Patreon. You can become a $5 and up supporter and uh, join these cool cats. Huge, huge, huge thanks to all of the people who uh, are able to support uh, me on Patreon and YouTube members, which, again, you know, helps out so much. So thank you so much, uh, Zion Ob, King Deset, Downy Dolphin, Bunny, Lulu Rogers, David L., Death Metal, Skylar May Morningstar, Gabriel B, Fular, Lydia P, Shannon M, Vision of Oblivion, Jared B, Inclamania, Dweller, Ninja Dad, Obsidian Blade 87, Pamela P, Dexton Dalton, Gen X Josh, David L, and Eyeless Jack. Like seriously, thank you all so much uh for your support it it means it doesn't just mean the world it it really it 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 helps out (laughs) a a ton again if uh just to go over the the patreon situation uh super briefly if you want ad free narrations right now for as little as one dollar a month one buckaruni a month uh everything i upload here gets uploaded there but without the ads So you can listen to it, Uh, it's an audio file, you can get the Patreon app on your phone or something, listen to it on the go, completely ad-free, $1 a month. $2 a month, you get your name in the end ad scroll, which is updated approximately once a month. Sometimes I can be late in updating it, uh, but it always gets updated. And uh, $5 and up, you get access to uncensored narrations whenever I need to censor one. And uh, also, you get verbally a thanks uh, at the end of the video, once a month. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all of you so, so much. Again, this has been Clancy Pasta with another episode of Forgotten Tales. I hope you all enjoy tonight's video, and I will see you all very soon. Have a great night. Cheers.